Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, that is Tim, we talk about horror movies on this show, uh, this is October, it is the Octoberthon, what is the Octoberthon? The Octoberthon is us doing a bunch of episodes, a bunch of extra episodes, putting them out just about every other day in October, and Tim's cat is shoving his tail in his face, which is amusing. So, it's my emotional support animal, yeah, well, <laughs> I need it for this episode. You need it for this episode, absolutely. <laughs> so... You know, last week we we covered Rob Zombie's Halloween. Finally, getting to this this part in the franchise, we've, we've done all the previous films. Mm-hmm. Now we get to talk about Halloween Two, as in Rob Zombie's Halloween Two from two thousand nine, which is now nine years old, which is weird actually. I didn't. <laughs> Time flies. Uh, but so we're going to talk about this. I'm just going to give you the spoiler warning right off the get go. Uh, we're just going to go straight into it. And yeah, so here we are. Uh, obviously, if you didn't check out the last review of us talking about Halloween, Rob Zombies, we despise that film. We both rated, I think, one out of ten. Yes. Yeah. Probably it must be the lowest score <clears throat> we've uh, ever given anything. I think. On this show, yes. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe we might have had like one other like one out of ten. But... Yeah, probably. As Tim faced with his cat, uh, but. <laughs> I, me, me and Connor did give a zero out of ten on on, on something on the flux. So it's not the lo- it's not the lowest huh? score on the channel in general. Okay. Because um, we did review <clears throat> an Ball movie after all. So. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so Halloween two um, is mostly set two years later, mm-hmm. and Laurie's struggling to deal with the events of what happened to her. Uh, Annie's still around, played by Daniel Harris. The fact. Laurie's living with her and her dad, who's the sheriff, played by uh, uh, what's his face, Chucky. Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf, thank you. Uh, and yes, Michael Myers, of course, is going to show up. And there's a lot of white horses and ghost mullers and other things to talk about. Well, well, at least um, you know uh, we have everyone that was still alive. You know, come back from the first movie, pretty much. But uh, and, you know, it must suck for Rob Zombie because I know he likes to put his, you know, wife in most of his movies, but she died in the last one, so there's no way that he could, you know, get her back for this movie. No, because not only are we going to put in weird visions of his dead mother throughout the film, <laughs> we're going to actually open the film with like a like a, a verse about the meaning uh, behind the white horse from like a. a oh yeah. <laughs> like it actually opens with this like passage from like a psychiatry book or something like that. Uh, or mythology book about what the white horse means mm. and then michael like because we start off right after the last film where they're taking his body and literally within a minute you remember how the first film within like five minutes we had like, a father talking about how hot his, his daughter's ass was remember that and how crude that right. was yes. <laughs> rob zombie might have topped that in the second film he might have topped that because within five minutes we have two um like morgue drivers you know like who are taking the body oh, yeah. back and they start. One guy starts talking about how attractive the dead girl is, and how he was how he was tempted to have his way with her. Uh, and Jesus. much and much cruder language, might I add. I, I'm I'm cleaning this up uh, thoroughly, and I'm like, why are all his characters this awful? Why are they all sleazy, grimy dirtbags? Because that's real life, man. Like he's not gonna sugarcoat anything. Like you know, everything is you know bleak and depressing and skeezy and scummy and i don't know it's 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 annoying yeah everything just has to be so over the top and bad there's i don't think any of his movies has one likable relatable 
character that you can like you know attach yourself to everything is just so over the top and disgusting it's insane yep they're awful they're all awful and of course <laughs> of course michael they actually had a cow but the, 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 the van has a cow and then michael yeah. of course kills both of them um and then he looks down the road because they're like a long you know countryside road he looks down the road and there's a white horse <laughs> and his dead mother in a white dress and he walks towards them and takes off his mask which by the way michael myers for the majority of this film has got a giant beard hey. and long hair and he looks like a hobo like that that's what well, it, it looks, looks like, like rob zombie it looks like rob zombie yeah like, like oh is he playing himself just just seven foot tall that's the only difference but he, he he you know he actually puts the mask on over this big thick bushy beard um for, for later in the movie it's, it's so weird it's so strange it, it looks terrible uh so we got the awful I characters mean, back they had again. to do it because you know michael myers doesn't really have an iconic look so they were trying oh, to course. maybe see if they could come up with one for him so yeah <laughs> I, 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 of course, absolutely. Uh, so, so Laurie is living with Annie and her dad uh, because obviously her parents are dead. And <laughs> within minutes of of seeing them again, again, remember how the introduction to Laurie in the last movie she was finger banging a bagel in front of her mother. In this movie, they're all they're, they're just swearing at each other constantly. They're just like she's like you know grow up, get over what happened last year. It's like, oh f you this, f you that arguing about breakfast and i felt bad like honestly the most relatable character in this entire movie is probably the sheriff uh you know lee brackett uh, okay yeah that's fair i was gonna say actually i don't mind annie in this movie like i like it sucks that she basically has to kind of you know put up with like you know her friend constantly like kind of you know screaming at her and stuff but yeah she's not too bad but she, she kind of yeah. has to retaliate to laurie so she's kind of yeah you know she, she's kind of fuzzy on the line but but one of the what, really one of the big problems. So we got we got the annoying characters. We got the the constant swearing, and we got the just obnoxious loud. One of the big problems with this one, and in, in in that vein, uh, in a specific way, is Laurie in this movie does nothing but whine a really high pitch. So, it, it it's so awful. Like in the, all right. So this one back up a little bit here. <laughs> because I was kind of interested uh, to watch this movie. I don't want to say excited, but I had probably seen it once before. I don't think the first one I know I watched multiple times, uh, but this one I think maybe I saw once and was like, screw this. And then I literally remembered nothing about it. So watching it again, I was like, okay, well, like uh, I'm like semi interested in this because who knows? Maybe, you know, they have all like the, you know, cardinal sins from the first movie and you know the big thing like you know giving michael myers a backstory and then making laurie so you know unlikable and just all the annoying like sex talk and stuff all right maybe we're kind of past that a little bit uh, it probably won't be a good movie but maybe we'll just get kind of straight to killing and it'll be a little more enjoyable but they just find so many new ways to mess it up and yeah it's like the only thing more annoying than you know the bagel finger banging Lori from the first movie who's you know talking to her parents about you know the how people are gonna like you know have sex with her and, and stuff is this new Lori that just like it's constantly screaming and hates the world and so you know if you want crying and complaining yeah. like honestly the scene that may have pissed me off the most in this entire but by the way Margot Kidder's in this movie and that's hard because oh, she, she passed away yeah. recently and it 
that's just hard to see her in this piece of shit. In fact, there's a lot of actors in this that pop up. I mean, Octavia Spencer, the Oscar, Oscar nominee Dude. or winner, even maybe winner I nominee. Do. I don't know which one. Yeah. Weird Al, one of my fav- most favorite people in the world, unfortunately, is in this movie. Uh, I, mean, I don't really care about Weird Al, but you know fair, how dare you? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but you know, Weird, Weird Al's there, yes. Uh, but like, you know, Margaret Kidder plays a therapist, right? She's a therapist, and Laurie's in therapy. And the first scene with us, whatever, but th- th- there's a scene in the middle where she just starts crying and con- screaming, like, I want my medication! I want my yeah. medication! Stop pretending you know, that you care! You don't care about me! I want my medication! I'm like, See, Pete, you don't get it. This is just a commentary on the health system in this country and how we're all over-medicated we can't face a real problem, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Oh, that, I thought I thought you were getting confused there because at one point <laughs> Rob Zombie va- basically voices his complaints about how big companies are putting the small record stores out of business because yeah. the old man in the record store starts complaining about how the record industry is for shit now. Here's the thing, like Rob Zombie is. Like, I don't think I've ever met someone who has less to say, but desperately is trying to say it like he he feels like he keeps wanting to make these big points and like I, I think that's like the whole thing with this movie is yeah you are supposed to be like man like yeah our healthcare system man we just like over medicate people and blah 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 and like you know yeah the, that whole record store thing with the you know old timey people just constantly being like hey I, I don't know what the point they're making because it seems like they're like oh we want our people to well, work but also be free spirits but don't be late but also like you know blah 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 <laughs> yeah. and, and here's the thing this movie is two hours long. This is far too long, and there's so much that you oh, could yeah. easily cut out. And just to go back to Laurie, I, I just I want to make this clear. In the original film, which we're going to talk about next week, the original film, Laurie is this likable protagonist who you're rooting for. She's protecting the children, and you're you're there for her. You want her to win. You're on her side. And in this movie, I hate the bitch. I want her to die as quickly as humanly possible hopefully violently because she, she is annoying she is frustrating she is obnoxious she she never shuts up she she is like everything that laurie isn't yeah no it, it's it's insane and you know the idea of all right you're doing a horse sequel you have the you know surviving final girl and now them having to deal with like basically having like you know pstd uh you know over this whole ordeal like that is an interesting plot that you could explore and it would be cool to maybe have her you know like suffering from this but then learning to you know get over it and fight back and and that kind of stuff but that's not what happens in this movie like you said it's just her constantly complaining and And you know like lashing out and but and then what then loomis's book comes out right we'll talk about loomis he's getting mostly his own plot separately but his book comes out and reveals that she's michael's sister and she was never told us. I actually didn't even realize she didn't know that by the end of the first movie, I'll be honest. Yeah, that, I no, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, didn't they realize that in the yeah. first movie? No, okay, whatever. Yeah, but she, she finds out, and oh my God, the scene where she's like, I'm not who I am, I'm someone else. Tell your dad yeah. angel says F you. <laughs> eh. I'm like, oh my God. I just God. need to go out and party and get wasted. Again. And this is the thing, like, I'm not saying, like, I, I try very hard not to just hate things because they're not like they were in the original. But it's not just that. It's that she is actively obnoxious in how she is in every single way. Yeah, because it's not like, you know, she, she has, like, actually a pretty good, like, support system. Like, she does have people 
that love her and care about her. So obviously she's been through something traumatic and, you know, she totally has a right to, you know, feel all the stuff she's feeling. But like at no point does she ever seem like, you know, she's attempting to really get better or to like appreciate, you know, the people that are trying to help her or anything. It, Yeah, like you said, it's just constantly crying and, you know, her. And of course, it, again, I think this is like a Rob Zombie thing, but, you know, the person kind of has to be a little messed up. So, you know, they have to be like, oh, man, I just want to get high and I just want my medication and like, you know, I'm broken. Fix me. Like, you know, like it's, and here's the ugh, it's thing. So, so stupid. <laughs> she doesn't even know that Michael's actually back. She's worried that he might come back for Halloween. She's got this like yeah. fear, but she doesn't actually know that he's back until like maybe 25 minutes before the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like she goes out to a party and she's like out partying for a while and she comes back and it's not until like way 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 late in the movie that she finds Annie's body and that's when she knows that Michael's back and that's when we, we kind of get the rest of the, the movie because for most of it no one even knows he's around he's, he's just kind of like killing various people that are fairly yeah. random and here's this thing that zombies obsessed with when it comes to Michael Myers and he did this in the first one he does it a lot here and there's a scene in particular that I'm thinking of where a flash from Batman begins and his daughter and his buddy go out to like oh there's this big bum you know living in our in our our barn or whatever out here (laughs) and they go out to confront him and they beat him to shit with like you know crowbars or whatever (laughs) and it's like a solid like minute sequence of them beating the shit out of Michael Myers and he's down on the floor and the girl's I'm sorry I'm sorry this is too harsh and she's like apologising to him and I'm like does he want us to feel sympathy for Michael Myers? Like, what, what, what is the point of this scene? And it's like he's he's obsessed with this idea of he wants the scene to be when is Michael going to finally strike? Like, when is like that, that's what yeah. he wants attention to be. He wants attention to be when is Michael finally going to snap and be Michael Myers and kill them? But here's the problem: Michael Myers. It's our fault, man. Society made the monster. Michael Myers is not that type of character and I'm not even no. saying that he's not that type of character because he wasn't that type of character in the original film even in this film or in the the, the first one he was not built as that type of character I mean that's not to say that he didn't do this because you know remember the scene where he escapes out of the asylum with the, the two guards that was the same thing it was like when is he going to snap when is he going to do the yeah. thing but Michael's not that type of character he, he, he is always evil he's not like yeah. like I don't get it it's like there's like you know what you want to do like if you do like a remake or a reboot like there's a lot of stuff you can change update or whatever but there's usually like a core tenant that you kind of want to keep that you don't want to mess with and you know what you don't need to do a halloween remake but if you're gonna do it whatever just like make a good slasher movie and just you you just want to keep kind of that core philosophy which is you know here's the boogeyman here is this evil shape that there's no rhyme or reason for it. It which, just by the way, is, and that's what's scary. He's strong enough to flip a car with his bare hands in this, <laughs> which is weird yeah. because it, by the end, he's apparently dead from gunshots. And it's, I think it's funny that the original Michael Myers was nowhere near as super strong, but seemed to always survive everything. Uh, whereas yeah. this one is like, you know, the Hulk, but can be taken down with some gunshots. I don't know. It's just, it's, that was a weird yeah. difference well, to me. Yeah, again, the original, that's what's, you know, interesting about it is this subtlety of, like, oh, it looks like a normal person, but for some reason, you yeah. know, it, it can't be stopped. Uh, well, as this one, it's basically looks like the Hulk has invaded this town. Yes. Um, so, I mean, where did he even go? I, 
Yeah, let's talk about the stupid white horse. Let's talk about the stupid. <laughs> uh, actually, let's talk about the fact that we have. So the movie opens with um, like a, a flashback to when Michael was in the hospital, right, as a kid, and his mum comes and gives him a white horse as a present, like a t- you know, not not an actual horse, obviously, like a, 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 yeah. a an ornament, and because that's what all little boys want is white horses. Um, yeah. but he. <laughs> So, so there's a kid here, and here's the thing: the the actor playing young Michael in the last movie was really distinct looking. He had a very specific look. This Agreed. was a different kid. This was a completely different kid. And all I could think was, this movie came out two years later. How did he think that it was okay to cast a different kid as this role? Now, it's one thing it's if, like, say the kid is needed for the plot, right? Like, it's let's say you're doing a sequel, and there was a kid main character, and for some reason the kid can't come back. Maybe something tragic happened. Mm-hmm. The kid died. Whatever it is, right? And you have to recast. Fair enough. No big deal. Right? That happens. And you have to deal with it. But not only do we see this kid, this actor playing young Michael in this opening like flashback, we see him standing next to the, the ghost of his mum like, constantly throughout <laughs> the film. Yeah. He's, he keeps showing up. We keep seeing him. There's this running theme where where we see him like swap out with the adult Michael. And mm-hmm. you know, from Laurie's perspective later on. And all I could think was, you could just not write this in and not have to have a different actor playing the kid. Oh, but yeah. it's super distracting because he's a clearly a different kid. He looks nothing like the kid from the last movie. I don't know if like maybe he wanted Michael Myers to have a voice, so this was his way of like, oh, like we'll have these, you know, visions or whatever, and then young Michael can kind of speak oh, for. He, he, he's got a voice. He actually yells die as he stabs Loomis at the at end. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. What the jesus <laughs> <laughs> which screw you for that as well might i add mr zombie yeah. what right even even before that he's like grunting as he's stabbing someone else i was like, this is weird yeah. he's making all these grunting noises uh but and it's the and here's some other dumb bullshit that we can kind of get into but uh it's not like just michael like with this stuff like laurie too like she seems to be having like this weird white horse thing like at one point in the therapist's office like I think you know she looks at something. And it's like, oh, it looks like a white oh, horse. Oh, so think then... so blot, yeah, yeah. Um, well, because so... the implication is is that they're mentally linked and they're both having the same visions. That's that's the point. Stupid. Um, <laughs> I, 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 here's the thing: this whole vision thing that it keeps coming back to. One, it doesn't feel like it belongs anywhere near a Halloween movie. Second, it's hokey and cheesy as shit, and it just yeah. it's it's such a terrible idea that it is baffling to me that anyone thought this was this was this would work including zombie it's, it's awful <laughs> it is absolutely awful every time it cuts to like her standing in that white dress and th- let's keep in mind like this was jason's thing not the white dress or like actually seeing the mother but the you know the, the idea that his mom is telling him to kill people the yeah, yeah. right that, um. that's jason's thing but this this girl this takes it and then turns it into this ridiculous no we're going to have the ghost of michael's mother telling him now you can have some fun michael kill people which by yeah. the way where's michael been for two years because we, we skipped two years later and he's, <laughs> he's grown this big bushy beard which by the way i'm not convinced you can grow that beard in two years right no you know no. far too long <sighs> it, it's it, it's insane and like it, it, i i do feel like this is such a weird franchise for him to do because it seems like he is interested in like every other horror thing other than Halloween. Like, yeah, you can mm. say like the whole other thing, you know, it's very Jason like. Um, everything feels like Texas Chainsaw, you know, that he does, you know, because he's always filled with like, you know, these scummy, like, yep. hill, hillbilly redneck kind of characters. Um, I don't know, even like the visions, you could, I don't know, maybe be like, oh, maybe it's a little nightmare esque because it has kind of like a dreamlike 
quality to it or something. Yeah, I mean, like, everything I, feels non-Halloween. If I'm going to compliment it, I guess there's less irritating okay, characters God. in this one. <laughs> uh, fair, sure. Well, actually, you know, you know what I might say is uh, I feel like the characters are irritating, but just in different ways. Like, okay, so you don't have these teens walking around constantly talking about sex and doing, like, you know, fake, you know, dry-humping moves and and stuff sure no. but then... I mean, there's a little bit of that you know the slutty yeah. one if to you know to, to just use the, the the archetypical term yeah uh, she has like a, a new group of friends that are yeah kind of a bit very similar like yeah. to her old group of friends yeah. but which is weird because it kind of makes annie this weird like almost sister figure who she doesn't want to be around yeah. anymore is i don't know it's a whole thing which i mean again i can get the dramatic point of that um if, if you're going to do something with it but it like even if the characters aren't being outright awful and aren't being obnoxious like a lot of them are in Rob Zombie's movies, they're typically very hard to relate to or, or, or like in any kind of way because uh, they're just not really characters at that point. They're, they're just yeah. kind of there to be the, the friend character who doesn't really have any kind of actual personality. They're, they're just... Like, you know, her blonde friend. Like, like who... Like, like I don't know personality. At, at least the slutty oh, no, one. She's the slutty one, at least. Like, the blonde one is just kind of there... Well, they all, and I guess it's actually kind of similar to the first movie too, where they all just feel like the same exact person. Like they're all just kind of like, let's go, like let's get like messed up, like let's drink, let's party, woo, and like you know that work. Yeah. They're like screw them in, like yeah, like no one ever really feels like distinct. Like I don't, I don't know, like the only one who maybe feels like has kind of grown as a person is Annie in this one. But again, like yeah, she, you don't. I feel like you don't even really see much of her in it. not much of her no like i mean she's kind of grown because it feels like she has to be the almost the the responsible one responsible. in the house and because of that she's kind of grown up a little bit which kind of makes sense because it, you forget that she was supposed to be in high school two years ago because i mean daniel harris is much older than that so yeah it just feels natural that she's kind of in like this role now um it, <laughs> like i feel you know we'll probably maybe go into it a little more in depth but just while we're on the subject of characters and annoying and stuff i think you know one of the biggest sins of this movie is like uh maybe the first thing is that you have you know uh lori being so unlikable and stuff and i think you know the next big you know horrible thing they do is they make loomis a bad guy in this like loomis is an awful person and like you know he wasn't you know he, he was definitely like a little um well, I want to, I want to save that for a little bit because I, okay. I want to stick to Laurie and Michael because I want to get to the end of their okay. shtick before we okay. go over to Loomis because Loomis is kind of on his own. Um, so so Michael eventually gets to Laurie and you know the dead moms are like bring our family back together, Michael, bring <laughs> our family back together, and then Michael he's chasing Laurie throughout the the woods, uh, gets a couple of other people killed. Because um, most of the people that Michael kills in this movie are just random side characters that are, are, are oh, yeah. only just shown up until, until he gets to to, to near Laurie. You know, there's, you know there's, a, there's a strip club owner that just gets killed along with a stripper and the dude that works for him. There's a whole sex section, and I'm like, you could cut this entire like twenty minutes out. And of course, this is just like it. It feels like Rob Zombie is just slapping us in in the face with like you know oh like look at these like characters aren't they so like interesting like i don't know like aren't they like so witty the way they talk oh God, like no. they're they're bad people but it's like real life you know or something i don't know i don't, I don't know what he's trying to say but it's not good i mean 
maybe it's a reference to Helen H2O that the strip club owner wants to dress as Frankenstein's monster. Will he, will he have sex with a stripper? Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember that being a thing in Halloween H two O. Well, Hall- remember in Halloween H two O, the the compare like the uh, Jim Lee. Oh, Curtis they're talking t- about t- Frankenstein. Yeah, and... she's teaching yeah, about yeah. the book, and it relates to the plot because she's like Victor that she wants to turn around and kill the monster. Which that's the thing with Laurie. If you want to get go through the story where she's scared of Michael, and in her arc over the course of the film is that by the end she's going to like you know what no I'm going to turn around and I'm going to face my fears like yeah. that could be something but she doesn't do that she's just whining and crying okay. until the end yeah no definitely like again like there's an interesting story you know that you could tell there and like yeah like having like you know anxiety attacks and like you know uh, and stress because of this big ordeal like that's a very real thing and something that could be interesting but like zombie just doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't have oh. any tact or subtlety or no you know, knows how to develop a character so it just is awful in this yeah, movie the it's, way it's, it's just presented it's just loud and annoying like uh, the sound of her voice <laughs> was making me like just like oh my god like this high-pitched whine yeah. is like stop it stop it now and so the end of the movie you know Loomis comes up and he's trying to like you know redeem himself and we'll, we'll get to his plot in a bit but like you know so they all die he 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 gets killed uh well actually first of all Michael gets shot to shit Right, they all shoot Michael, and then Laurie gets up to finish. She actually picks up the knife and goes to kill. So they're basically doing the end of Halloween Four. The idea that now she's going to live like the the, the evil of Michael Myers will live through her. Right, so we're going to have Laurie now be the killer, and she goes to stab uh, Loomis and they shoot her to shit. She doesn't die though, because the movie ends with her in like a, an asylum, and you get this sad music playing. Uh, as the camera comes in and she looks up and she sees like young kid Michael with the horse and the dead mum and she smiles slowly and that's when we cut to black. That's the end of his Halloween sequel is that Laurie becomes the killer. And again, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea because I do actually like it in Halloween 4 quite a bit, this idea that it passes on to a kid in the family. But I think it works because it's a kid and it's kind of like, you know, when Michael first snapped and started <laughs> killing people. In this movie though, it comes out of completely nowhere. Yeah, no, yeah. There's absolutely like no reason for it. There's there's no reason. And in Halloween Four, I mean, it's not like there's a lot of build up to it, but it's kind of the implication that once Michael quote unquote dies, it passes on to her in some way. This is why he was so obsessed with her. Um, in this one, like they're just like Michael's just determined to get her back into the family, as it were. And then yep. all of a sudden, like like. She, she just becomes the killer she just becomes him yeah it's, it, it, it's super stupid and it's also like super cheesy because yeah she like looks directly at the camera and kind of smiles like a you know she might as well say like you know like see you next time or something like or, or some dumb thing well, like no, that you know but, it is. it's ripping off the end of cycle this is normal like yeah no, yeah again it's he he doesn't have like an original bone in his body i'm sorry to say but uh also super weird I, I don't know if you noticed this but this ending scene they're like Oops. it starts off you know in the mental hospital and it's like this like really long white hallway that is just like you know like getting closer and closer to her like in her bed and stuff on her room but it, it just it's weird because i was like wait i don't understand is this a hallway or is it a room because it's like super long, looks just like a hallway, but then well, you get to the know. end let me, and it's let me, like... Let me tackle this, because I know what some people who are fans of this might say. They might okay. say that this isn't real. This is like, she's died with them, she's died with Michael, oh, okay. and this is just her, 
being accepted by her family, um, you know, wherever they go, right, after death. Okay. But here's the thing. Why is she in an asylum and and yeah and her afterlife or whatever you want to call this then at what point yeah yeah but either way it, it's stupid <laughs> I, either way I'm it's sorry. stupid yeah <laughs> even if it's not real right which is a fair point to make if you think it's not real it's still stupid it's still a terrible ending I hate it I hate it with every fibre of my being it's garbage <laughs> everything with a stupid horse with the mum talking to Michael like this is the thing the only time Michael Myers feels like Michael Myers in this movie is the dream sequence near the start in, oh, in oh, the sure. hospital like that actually thought you know again not that I was like excited or thought it'd be a good movie but this opening kind of sequence with her in the hospital I was like okay this is kind of interesting so they're doing like the you know Halloween 2 thing mm-hmm. and it's in the hospital he's going around killing people and then I was like oh he might even like kill Lori which could be interesting because then I thought oh maybe they'll shift focus to like yeah. Annie or something it'll be the main character and I was like alright this again probably won't be great but maybe it'll be a little and interesting honestly, but... it's the only time in the movie where I actually kind of like some of the, 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 the stalking sequence you know when he's actually like yeah all this stuff with him standing in the rain following her and looking for her in the little room <laughs> it actually almost felt like a Halloween movie like it yeah. al- almost did like it was it was kind of hitting there and then she wakes up and it turns out it was a nightmare and all I could think was this was Rob Zombie like almost saying F you to the audience because he's like yeah. here that's, that's kind of what you want that, that was me trying to do the actual Halloween chase <laughs> sequence now I'm going to do my thing with a stupid white horse uh, Jesus <laughs> And you're up not just characters. Which, by the way, did you notice that there was no Halloween theme in this one? Uh, I didn't notice it, but that is unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, there was no no Halloween music of any kind. Nothing from the score was there. Um, which just again, it feels like he didn't really want to make a Halloween movie ever. Like he he, yeah. he wanted to do his weird thing, his weird, unique. Well, not that unique, but you know his his weird concoction of different horror ideas. That's what he wanted to do, and. You know, and yeah, so you mentioned Loomis. You want to talk about Loomis? Yeah, I just, like, I mean, I, I don't know if you agree with this, but and I kind of feel like he's, like, I don't know what you'd say, maybe, like, the heart and soul of the original franchise, or, or maybe, like, the <laughs> corner, maybe like, kind of like the cornerstone. Like, you know, he has such, like, a through line, and, you know, he's he's such, like, a, you know, an interesting and kind of beloved guy that you follow and that you root for in the other movies. Uh, and then this i just feel like they did such a disservice to the character and when they made him like a piece of shit <laughs> like well they, they do know. i mean i'll defend it to a point and not so much to say that i because i think it's terrible don't get me wrong in this movie i think it's terrible because i think it's mishandled but i don't necessarily dislike it just because it's not the loomis from the original movies because again i think it's worth saying when is it when is it not working because it's just not what we like from the original and it's just because it's different okay, fair. and when is it not working because it's actively not achieving what it's trying to do. And with this, so the whole idea here is that Loomis has got another book out, he's talking about Michael, he's revealing that Laurie's Michael's sister, he's doing the press tour, he's awful to his agent, he's awful to everyone who's around him, he's flirting with people, he's demanding tea, he's going to talk shows, and everywhere he goes, there's someone confronting him about him being an asshole. He's like, hey, you're profiting off these people's misery, off these people who have died. He was at a talk show, and the, 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 it was like a late night talk show, kind of like a, a Kimmel or something like that. And the guy's like, hey, but what about these, you know, these other psychiatrists that have accused you of this and that? And uh, he's like furious about it. And the whole point is, this is what the arc is supposed to be. It's supposed to be that he is profiting off all of this misery. He's profiting off the, off the murders of these people. And by the end of the movie... 
he wants to redeem himself to come and try and save Laurie and stop Michael, right? That is actually not a terrible idea. As far as the plot goes, right, I can see that working. Okay. I can see the plot being that he he wants to, he's he's awful, he is profiting off of this, he's trying to convince himself that he's not, that he's doing nothing wrong, but ultimately he realizes and agrees that, you know what, yes, I am, and I have to redeem myself, I have to, because there's, there's that scene where the, the, the father of one of the dead girls from the first movie comes in to the book sign and tries to shoot him, and they have to fight him off, um, yeah. and as an idea, this is all fine, the problem in this movie is that he never has that moment where he realizes that he that he is guilty of this. He just hears on the radio that Michael Myers has got you know got Laurie kidnapped, and he just makes the choice then to go and try and save her. There's no like actual no. moment where he realizes that he's been an asshole. The story has potential; it is not achieved in this film. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I guess similar to like Laurie's character, where yeah, again, not a bad idea to try to have this character getting over this trauma but again it's just not handled well and there's never any evidence of like Here's you the know, thing. them overcoming and growing and both laurie and loomis in this movie they don't have arcs they have straight lines and then right at the last like two minutes of the movie there's a switch it's yeah a light switch is getting flipped <laughs> that's all it is that's what they've got and like also like you know i i feel like i, I guess it's not like in, you know inconceivable that you know, he might write a book and then, you know, get some press and kind of become an asshole from the first movie. But he definitely didn't feel like as much of a jerk in the first movie. And then uh, it's also super weird that like this, that he would be that famous. Like it, like, you know, like when was the last time you heard of like, you know, like there's, there's a lot of, you know, books written about serial killers and documentaries about serial killers. But like, when was the last time you heard like, the name of like this is the fair. therapist or the author of this these. Is fair. I think yeah. what's weird about this is that because it's Malcolm McDowell, he actually suits playing the asshole better. He actually is better, and he's fair, probably yeah. better in this movie than he is in the last one, just because it feels more natural for him to be this this diva almost to everyone around yeah. him. Um, is that right for Loomis? Probably not. Um, but again, I can see the arc. I can see what the the, the what what the attempt is here. It just fails miserably at doing it. So. I don't want to just sit yeah. here and say, oh, it's not the Loomis that I know. It's, it's not Donald Pleasant's Loomis and the character he's True. supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. All right, I'll forgive that and say, okay, it's going to be its own thing. But it doesn't achieve what it's trying to do. It, it still mm. fails miserably. And he doesn't even know that Michael's alive and back until that moment. Like, again, right before the end of the movie. Which, by the way, is it a, is it a flash? Because he hears about this on the radio and then it comes yeah. to him arriving at the, 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 the scene, the hostage situation. Like, yeah. like... I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously when you have a cut in a movie, it, there can be, like, time in between the cut, but, and often there is, but this one feels weird because he see, he hears it on the radio or he sees it on TV, actually, that the helicopter's already above the shed that Michael's got Laurie in. Like, how long is Michael holding Laurie in that shed with police standing off outside? And he, yeah. he just appears in the very next shot, like, walking coming up behind and, you know, the sheriff's like, I'm gonna kill you, you, you revealed everything and got my daughter killed, you bastard. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad it's so so uh, so bad like i feel like the first one i hate a little bit more just because it's more directly like like bastardizing everything from halloween yeah this one is more ridiculous and it's laughably bad um but i still hate it it's still absolute trash 
Yeah. Oh, it, it's awful. And uh, yeah, I do feel, I feel like I probably hate him about the same amount, but like, I don't know, in different ways. Like, yeah, that's fair. It, like, it's hard to, I, I guess, yeah, if you really had to rank them, you know, probably, you know, first one would probably be a little worse because it just has, you know, that way, way too long, like, half of the movie origin for Michael Myers, which it, it is hard to top that in terms of awfulness. But there's so much, like, dumb crap going on in here, and it's it's awful. Yeah, I, I think the biggest problem with the movie is that it's not until the last, like, 20 minutes that anyone even knows that Michael's a problem. Which, and you're going to tell me, like, but what about other slasher movies where... You know, that's kind of the whole thing, is that the killer will slowly pick people off one by one, and then the final girl will discover this, like, 20 minutes before the end, and then the final big chase will happen. Like, yeah, no, that, that's that's a fair point. But the difference in those movies is that the killer's killing off the characters of the main group, typically, right? And it feels like it's sort of, like, closing in. Here, it feels that Michael's just killing characters from, like, just random characters in a subplot. They have nothing to do with the main cast until he gets to like, like uh, Annie's house again about yeah. half an hour from the end. Like up until that point, Michael, everything with Michael feels like just a separate subplot. Yeah, no, it, it's all these completely random people, and then at one point the movie kind of seems like the movie just decides like, oh, we should probably have some more main characters, and then you know we, we get introduced like to the friends and stuff, and then but then yeah, it's you know they're taken out you know uh pretty unceremoniously also his method for picking who he's killing is kind of weird and also the order he does it in because he kills the 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 friend who's having sex with the guy in the the van right and that's outside the party that laurie's at and then in the almost the very next scene he's at the annie's house and he kills the cop who's guarding annie and i'm like i know that michael might be joking that michael myers can teleport but this this felt especially bizarre to me because how, what's the distance between the party and the house? Because they had to drive here, so it's at least a little bit away. And then on top of that, he he comes out from behind a tree that the cop just walked past. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's seven foot tall. He's he's a, he's a tank. Yeah. Like, it, it felt weird to me that he he wouldn't he wouldn't catch that. But um, and it, yeah, again, there's more of those awful like when Annie's getting chased, it turns into the, this this freeze frame of like. Oh yeah! All these freeze frames of her, like you know, different parts of her getting killed. It was, you know, I don't know. There was some weird techniques getting thrown around, just randomly yeah. at this part of the movie. And it feels like, like all of a sudden, like zombies, like man, I got the best idea. This is gonna look so cool. It's like it's one thing if you like, establish a style like that for the first kill, and then you do it for every kill, and it's like okay, this is this is your style. This is what you're doing in this movie. Yeah, but just randomly, <laughs> these, these freeze frames. Um, mm-hmm. No, this this is uh, this is garbage. Once again, it's garbage. <laughs> I, I just yeah. I really I I cannot get over. Like I hated Laurie in the last one, but I mm. hated her even more in this one. Like she is so whiny and screeching and screaming, um. Like, and obviously it makes sense for a character going through this to be emotional and be be upset and and mm. and maybe even like you know be voicing her concern, shall we say. And yeah. you know that that happens in other movies, but this is one of the this is easily one of the most annoying like characters like this I've ever seen. Like she is infuriatingly yeah. painfully sit through. Yeah, definitely. And again, it's like you know, it seems like 
she's been through such a horrible thing but then she also has like the support system that is trying to help her and it's you know really annoying to see you know people not really you know trying to accept that help and then you know yeah. again just you know even when she's in therapy you know like you know she can't have like a, a normal therapy session she has to be like screaming at her therapist and it's so over the top you know once you get the therapist screaming too being like i want to help you it's like come on this is crazy yeah there's no subtlety like uh, you could get almost get the the drama spin off of halloween about dealing with the the stress afterwards but sure yeah <laughs> but it's just you know the, the, rob zombie's not the writer director to pull that off i don't think and mm-hmm. here's here's the big problem with the whole white horse thing and the, the mom saying you know bring her home kill you now you can have some fun michael again because go- everyone thinks of michael myers as this character that just wants to have fun like oh yeah he oh, kills yeah. because it's fun to yeah, you, you've never got that impression. But the, the big problem with it, though, is kind of going back to the big problem with the first movie, is that it's explaining his thought process and why he's doing what he's doing. When the beauty of Michael Myers, the, the beauty of the shape, was always you, there's no reason we never knew why he was yeah. doing what he was doing. That was the scary part. But now we're inside his head, seeing him like look at his dead mum talking to him, like yeah. all all of the like, all of the mystery, all of the intrigue is just gone. Like, could you imagine if, like, Rob Zombie did Jaws or something and just be, have, like, a young shark in the beginning getting, like, <laughs> beat up by fishermen and then having visions of its, like, shark mother telling her to go eat those people and stuff. Like, it would be insane. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then uh, I, be- I bet you as well, if in Rob Zombie's Jaws, there'd be a- at one point someone would say, and we shall call this shark jaws <laughs> yeah like, it'd, it'd get named it'd get named jaws i guarantee you oh yeah because and because like you know there someone would be like the shark is obsessed with jaws like oh at the beginning of its life uh something happened to its jaws and it seems to be you know like fascinated with the jaws of its victims and yeah it, it, there would be like no like subtlety or anything to it hey you're here on your own we'll call you solo <laughs> Yeah, I can't defend that. <laughs> no, you can. You cannot defend that <laughs> stupid scene. Not that I even seen it. I just heard about this scene, but it's, I know it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, overall, I, I like Solo, but there was a couple of things like that in the movie that are just like, Woof, I can do without this. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's, this movie, I mean, both these movies, are they're, they're an exercise in lacks of subtlety, poor taste, um, obnoxious, just streaming over and over again at the camera like what what the point is of the scene and obviously literally in some scenes we've got Laurie just streaming at the camera but like just everything's a there's no subtlety there's no there's no tension there's no no sense of pacing there's none of this these are just poor film making on top of just bastardizing like the original films um yeah everything about it is just is just rough and um i feel like watching the original again next week is going to be like <laughs> It's, it's going to be like a, a, this real breath of fresh air. It'll be this. Oh yeah. What, watching that after these is just going to feel like, man, the restraint, the the, <laughs> the 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 art of just like following someone through a scene and setting someone else up behind them, and and the the, the payoff to the build up, and all these things that make Halloween Halloween. Um, and then there's this, which is, hey tits. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Stabby, I mean... Stab, stab, stab. Never have I felt like so assaulted by a like filmmaker's vision. Like, oh god, it's you know, it, it's great you know for you know people to have like distinctive styles and, and everything. But this it feels like you know he's just like 
throwing it at you like it, it's not for you to absorb and to understand like oh this is you know what this person liked it's like everything has to constantly be like hey i like this thing like let me yeah. shove it in your face like jesus man yeah there's nothing like, there's nothing left to interpret it's just yeah it's like yeah. oh like should we oh like i get that you like this stuff but i don't know if it works for the story maybe we should take it out but like well no because i like it so why should it not be in there but like well just because you like something doesn't mean you have to make like the whole movie out of that he's the make or be a horror movies I mean, I feel like that's giving him too much credit. <laughs> like he's he's the maker of horror movies, but he's less talented. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Which is, you know, uh, yeah. a pretty rough insult at the best like, times. I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm not like a, a fan of Michael Bay's at all, but I could still watch his movies and you know some of his movies and get some enjoyment out of it. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, the the Rock's a pretty fun action movie, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, uh, like. Bad Boys 2 is over long, but it's kind of a hoot in places. Yeah. Not, it's not a good but, movie, but it's... Well, certainly, but... Yeah, like, Zombie, I just... there's, And not just these movies, but, like, every movie he's done, I get, like, absolutely no joy out of them. Yeah, I... I I despise this with every fiber of my being. It is absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little bit short on the first one, but I feel like a lot of the problems are the same that have carried over. Uh, and we've talked about all the, the new problems, all the, the, the added sequel shit that was, was put in there. But again, I, I, I can't get over just how much Michael was walking around with this giant beard with a... He's, he's got a hood <laughs> up. He's got a hood... If I, at one yeah. point, he's got like a hood over the mask. And it's just kind of like, what, what are we doing here? And do you know what? Uh, they dirtied it up so much that you could barely even tell it was white most of the time. Oh, yeah. No, like there were, there were times where I just figured he wasn't wearing a mask. And then yeah. I was like, oh, no, I guess he is. Yeah. Uh, I tell you one thing uh, that did make me happy, because uh, yeah, the movie is still long, like it's like two hours, and then like um, the credits yeah, were kinda... eight minutes long, so it was actually yeah, a nice so, surprise. Yeah, yeah. So once they popped up, I was like, "Oh, nice!" Like I get to end this like ten minutes earlier than I yeah. thought. So <laughs> yeah, cool. and then obviously it's worth mentioning we both watched the unrated cut because much like the first one, you have to go out of your way to find the theatrical cut. Now the unrated one seems to be the the, the one that's in circulation, the one that goes on the streaming services, the one that yeah. gets aired on TV, that kind of thing. It's the main one for whatever reason, uh, which is probably unfortunate because it's it's no doubt longer than the theatrical cut. <laughs> but here here we are. Um, so it's bloated, it's a mess, horrible characters, obnoxious, um, doesn't succeed at what it's trying to do, is a complete bastardization of everything that made Halloween Halloween, much like the first one was. Garbage. Like I, I will never watch this again. This is it. This was this is the second yeah. viewing, this is the last viewing, it's not happening again, Tim. What would you rate this out of ten? Uh so again we gave you know, we really didn't like the first one. We gave that a one. Um I feel like this really didn't like is actually putting it too softly. <laughs> oh no! Well, no definitely, yeah. yeah. Hated, despised, whatever. Uh, now, this one, I think maybe again, if you're comparing to the first movie, maybe this one might be a little more interesting. Maybe I, I, I don't know. There might be some stuff you know people like more, but I feel like I am just as annoyed and I hate it just the same as the first one. Like maybe the hate is for like different parts or different reasons than the first one but i i mean i feel like it's really no difference between both of these movies so i'm, I'm just gonna give it the same score i gotta give it a one as well yeah as, as much as i can sort of objectively say well there's less obnoxious characters technically um yeah. and you know 
Like I can at least see what what he was trying to do with a couple of the arcs that don't really exist because yeah. he doesn't know how to do an arc. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, fine, but still, it's a one out of ten. It's garbage. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Every time it cut to that stupid horse and the stupid kid. Um, which, by the way, uh, Loomis at one point he does like a he's at, he's in a presentation, um, and he's he's got there's, there's like footage played of Michael uh, on on the screen like of an interview, yeah. and it's after the mum's committed suicide because he, he's telling her oh your mum's died, and he's trying to explain it to him, and Michael's talking to him now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but hadn't he already stopped talking by the time that that she'd committed suicide in the first one? That sounds about right. I feel like she, I feel, cause yeah, cause she commits suicide after he kills the nurse, and I feel like he'd already stopped talking by that point. But he was quite chatty in this video clip. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that, that, that's very fair. Just, yeah. I'm just saying consistency would be nice. But anyway, uh, it's not even the same kid, so I don't even know why I'm complaining. Uh, <laughs> but that that's Halloween two. Uh, misery, pain, and misery. I I hate it mm. so much. Uh, but hey, so you you can let us know what you think of Halloween 2 2009 in the comments below. Uh, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel and the show and everything we do here and keep the horror stuff coming. Especially, you know, in a month like this where we're putting out like four or five episodes mm-hmm. a week. Uh, by all means, do go and do go and have a look and uh, see what you can do. And, and if you can't, don't feel too bad. Watch the ads on YouTube, you know, like, comment, subscribe. All that stuff does help and support. So thank you very much. We love you loads. Keep watching scary movies. Check out our, our dedicated Streams After Midnight Twitter at Screams Midnight. You can do that. Um, and of course, you can get me at Wibble89, you can get Tim at Tim Vergulish, and that is us. But otherwise, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we'll see you next week for the original masterpiece <laughs> that is Halloween. Goodbye, guys. Mm-hmm.